Next on BYU Sports Nation, welcome to semifinal Monday in Las Vegas. BYU St. Mary's Part 3. How will the Cougars play after nine days off? What's on the line in the game and how much would a win or loss affect the resume? Plus, BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson on how the Cougs plan to slow down Jordan Ford after his 42-point outburst. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live from Las Vegas on semifinal Monday at the West Coast Conference Tournament, your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, March 9th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Las Vegas celebrity tracker, Jerem Jordan. Well, yesterday was an interesting day, uh, especially for you. But, um, yeah, and over the weekend, you know, the last couple days, we've seen some interesting folks. Uh, The other day we saw uh, at a restaurant... Uh, Capos, we love it. It's like a mobster Italian-themed restaurant. It's awesome. You have to give a password to get in. So it's great. We saw John Taffer of Bar Rescue. I was like, how do I know that guy? Anyways, we figured it out. And then you saw someone kind of famous. Well, you know, I, wrapping up around to golf with my brother Trevor, and he walks up to me and says, bro, do you know who that is? I look up, and he says, it's O.J. Simpson. You were by O.J. Simpson. How about he- that? He lives in Las Vegas. Yeah. Plays a lot of golf. Yeah. I guess it makes sense, right? You were by OJ. I thought and for you didn't, two seconds. You didn't bug him. No, I thought for good two job. seconds about, should we take a picture with him? Nah. Yeah. Th- I'm, no, I'm don't, good. Don't bother him. <laughs> did he mention the safety zone by chance? No? He did not mention the safety oh, zone. Oh, shoot. But it did prompt the question of, yeah. from you to me of, is that the most famous person you've like ever been around? You've been around some famous people. When you were in Palm Springs, you golfers and actors and Tennis players, yeah, pretty good run. Yeah, not nothing will beat interviewing Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas at the same time. Yeah, besides hanging out with me on the show, but yeah, <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> pause, pause, uh, Gregor, awkward silence. Gregor Bell tweeted about uh, John Gruden being at his hotel. I feel like I came in third here with John Taffer of Bar Rescue. Well, you are the celebrity tracker. We we knew where to go because Jerem told us where to go. Where are they? <laughs> They're over here. Who just texted you? My brother. Nice. He says, yes, yes, you did. <laughs> Very nice. Everyone, everyone text Spencer. Big time show today <laughs> as we set up a big time game tonight. BYU may have a new ranking attached to them for tonight's semifinal with St. Mary's. We're sitting on that. We expect the brand new AP rankings to come out any moment. We'll update you as soon as they do. Uh, Jerry mentioned the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell. He will join us. How did BYU climb all the way up to number nine in the net rankings? It's wild that they're there, right? They're How still did they get sitting there? there. Yeah. Do the rest in John Gruen voice, please. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. I tell you what, BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Ryan, I like that guy, man. I like that guy, man. I like that guy. Guy's a gamer, man. Uh, he gives us the <laughs> game plan on how to slow down Jordan Ford. And what would John Gruden say about Jordan Ford? It's pretty simple. Jordan, I don't know. I'm, I'm better at Bill Walton. All right. What would Bill Walton say about Jordan Ford? Jordan Ford going off for 87 points in the West Coast Conference quarterfinal? He played 1,000 minutes. The most explosive performance I've ever seen in Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> He's good, man. That was a crazy performance. 
What kind of legs does St. Mary's have? We're going to break it down. Does that does that factor in because they had a rest day? It's it's interesting. Nine days off. Twas a day of rest, hence the not playing for BYU, right? The Sabbath. Plus the day of rest. All right. And it's an 830 game, by the way, here. It's like all day. That's all we do. Yeah. All day basketball. Yeah, baby. Bring on Monday's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yes, it is semifinal game night. 15th ranked BYU. Again, that could change. And St. Mary's meet for the third time this season and for the third time ever in the West Coast Conference tournament format. Semifinal coverage for the Cougars and Gales begins live on BYU Radio, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. The game tips at 11.30 Eastern. You can watch it on ESPN2. Gilly Childs and Jake Toulson on, are on the Athletics All-American teams. Uh, Childs on the first team, Toulson on the second team, and there is Mark Pope and the gang. They're about to do their shoot-around conveniently live on the court while we are on the air. So this is perfect timing from everybody. Chris Burgess, the team rolling in right now, and uh, Gavin Baxter sitting on the bench. What role will he play tonight in the game? Cougar is about to start their shoot-around. Jeremy will go get his shots up as soon as we're off the air. Yeah, I, I've got lots of shots to get up. I haven't, I haven't played in a little while. It's time. BYU spring football now into week two. The Cougars preparing for the spring game on Saturday, March 28th. But they will do so without defensive lineman Devin Kafusi, who recently entered the transfer portal. We mentioned this one on our Saturday show, but this is a shocker. Like, the Kafusis are the first family of BYU football. I'm, I'm uh, interested to know what led to this. But uh, best of luck to Devin, wherever he ends up. It's like one of the Haas leaving BYU basketball of the transfer portal, right? Yeah. It's of that magnitude. Yeah, it's pretty wild, right? And three-seed women's basketball lost 62-51 in the quarterfinal Saturday. Paisley Johnson scored 15 points in the loss. I'm, I'm not sure that BYU is a WNIT team. Maybe they are. I'm not. What do you think? Maybe. If they do it, they're going to be on the road. Yeah. They'll be on the so, road. A disappointing finish to the season, uh, regu- the tournament for the BYU ladies. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars, nine days off, have fresh legs, but how much rust do they have? St. Mary's just played a double overtime thriller against Pepperdine and got 42 points from Jordan Ford. Now they meet in the semifinals. What's on the line tonight, Jerem, for BYU as they take on St. Mary's for a third time this season? Obviously uh, getting to the title game, of course, but I think in terms of the resume and the seeding, the opportunity for a four seed is at stake. If BYU doesn't win tonight, I don't think they can get a four seed. I think they'd be a five or six. Staying in the top 16 in many of the metrics, I think, is at stake. I think that's pretty notable and awesome. Uh, it's St. Mary's. It's This is a rivalry. Gonzaga is a rival in the league competitively, but the real Real rival, like the angsty, I don't really like you rival, is St. Mary's. There have been some fun moments over the years, some for St. Mary's, some for BYU, and uh, this is a big one. They split the season series. Those two games were decided by five points, three in overtime at St. Mary's, two in Provo, of course, TJ Haas, epic shot. This is a big, big game and an opportunity for this team to do something special again. The next special thing in line is to win this tournament. And you're going to have to go through St. Mary's and more than likely Gonzaga, who plays San Francisco tonight, by the way. And that, that's a big game. That's a really big game uh, for BYU tonight. So all, everything that BYU's been working for, nine-game win streak, by the way, keep that going. Huge game tonight and huge opportunity. And this just in, by the way, T.J. Haas was just named an academic All-American third team. So that's cool. Good grades, good player, academic All-American. That's fantastic. 
Oh, and he's good with finances, so. Finan- good. Finan- he's good at basketball, too. He wants to be a dentist at some point as well. Really? Is yeah. that the goal? Yeah. Dentist? Yeah. Play basketball. Make Dentist Haas? Money, then uh, Doc- become a dentist. Dr. Haas? You know? Wow. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. All right, what's on the line? How about BYU's nine-game win streak? Uh, they have a chance to yeah. win 10 games in a row, and within that 10-game win streak, if they beat the Gales, would include three quadrant quadrant one victories, two over St. Mary's. I say uh, quadrant. That's too big of a okay. word for so this Two program. quad one victories, yeah. Um, a shot to be a four seed, I think, for the Cougars. Right now they're a five seed. If they beat St. Mary's, they may climb up into that four-seed territory, but for sure they're still in the running for that. If they lose to St. Mary's, it's probably a six-seed. And then who doesn't want another rematch with Gonzaga? Like, it would just feel like, oh, so amazing, and then get a little taste of BYU basketball, and then they're done for another 10 days before they play in the NCAA tournament. So BYU would have played, like, three games in a month. There's Dr. Haas, by the way. That's crazy. Uh, so, I, yeah, I want another quad one game. I want more positive metrics for the Cougars and the tournament committee to admire. That's been the big topic of, wow, look at BYU's resume. Look what they've done without Yoli Childs. Look what they've done with Yoli Childs. This, this to me, is the difference between a six seed and sneaking up into that four seed line. So this is a huge game for BYU. Topic two, do we expect tonight to be as close as the two previous St. Mary's games? We mentioned it, three-point margin uh, in Moraga, two-point in Provo. Uh, yes, and I'll give you the stat of the day to back it up. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last three BYU St. Mary's games have been decided by a total of 10 points. Hmm. So an average of 3.333 repeating. Of course. Of course. Leroy. Yeah, I expect it to be a close game. BYU won by five in January of 2019, then lost by three in overtime in January of this season, followed up by a two-point win at home thanks to that T.J. Haas epic three-point game winner. It's just as long as Randy Bennett is coaching and as long as Jordan Ford is playing and they have Malik Fitz and a whole crew of smart, tough players, this should and will be a close game. BYU struggled a bit specifically with primetime point guards. They don't come more primetime than Jordan Ford. Oh, he's fantastic. So uh, if they can slow him down a little bit, that's, that to me is the only way BYU wins convincingly. And by convincing, I mean like three possessions more, so seven plus, is if Jordan Ford doesn't have a good game. If, if he plays even average, I still think it'll be close. Game. His average is 21 or two points a game. Yeah. Like he's, he's good. Um, I don't expect it to be that close. I think BYU is going to win by those three possessions plus. Really? Yeah. Coming off the... Well, I guess seven. Yeah, seven plus. Yeah, exactly. Nine so three, days three. of rest and yeah. play. I think that St. Mary's uh, is going to be tired. More on that in a moment. But yeah, I, I think uh, St. Mary's played a, a long game, right? BYU is playing its best basketball right now. Now, the only variable in this is the nine days. Uh, nine is the number, right? Nine game win streak. Nine days off. Will BYU be rusty to come out? Will Will St. Mary's have the legs coming out of a double overtime game? Which, by the way, they needed that game to ensure they were in the tournament. They were going to be bubbly, in my opinion, if they didn't beat Pepperdine. So that was a huge win. Urgency. For the Gales. So, So did they expend more emotional energy and gasoline, if you will, in that moment, just to get to tonight, knowing, and Gregor Bell tweeted about this, Greg will join us coming up, that St. Mary's, according to one ESPN uh, writer, is is a lock for the tourney now because their resume is going to be boosted by playing a quad one with BYU. Should they win, they're 
Definitely. And now they've climbed a seed line maybe, right, from a 9 to an 8 or 7 or something. This is a big game for both BYU and St. Mary's. Both are in, but it's about seeding. It's about competition. It's about a rivalry, right? It's about a chance to win a conference tournament championship. And who are the defending champions of this tournament? It's the St. Mary's Gales. It's not Gonzaga. On either side, by the way. BYU women were the defending are the defending champs. They're out. Gonzaga women likely going to win it. We'll see today in the semifinals on BYU TV. You're calling those games. I'll sideline with you. It'll be it'll be fun to watch this tonight. And Gonzaga San Francisco's first, and then late game. It's scheduled for eight thirty. It might not start till eight forty five or something. We'll see. It's a late one, uh, and let's go. It's a massive matchup. As promised. We have your new AP ranking for BYU basketball. The Cougars, for a third consecutive week, have moved up at least one spot. They are number 14 in the AP rankings this week. 14. How about that? Okay. I I like that. BYU continues to climb. BYU did drop four spots in Andy Katz. Top uh, 36, power 36. Power pole, yeah. From 12 to 16. Um, But, yeah, 14 in the AP pole. Just keep climbing. Get win tonight. Maybe keep climbing next week. We'll see. BYU has a chance to do something they haven't done since uh, 2001 here. That's win a conference championship. And Mark Pope looks on. First year, recruited this amazing team. Has great culture, great locker room. And uh, these guys are getting ready for a massive game tonight. They get the shoot around. BYU's not playing. BYU will start this game in like 11 and a half hours. It's so late tonight, man. Well, this is the perfect segue to topic three, which will play more of a factor in tonight's game for 14th-ranked BYU and St. Mary's. Is it the extended layoff and the perceived rust that might be there for BYU or St. Mary's playing after a wild double overtime, expend all the energy game just to get to this point? What's going to be the bigger factor? The bigger factor will be the thing that we can predict the most. Can you predict if a team's going to be rusty or not? No. It's really hard to predict that, right? Plus, just put a little WD-40 in there, right, and get the... You're good now. The, the fact that St. Mary's played 50 minutes and Jordan Ford plays 50 minutes. All, have you driven a Ford lately? Yes, he drove it all 50 minutes on Saturday. They're not going to have the same kind of legs in the second half that BYU is going to have. Even with a day of rest. Even with a day of rest. I, I just think they're... They expended a lot of emotional and physical energy winning that game with the context I mentioned before of we got to win this to get in the tourney for sure. We're bubblicious if we're not. I think the bigger factor will be the fact that St. Mary's coming off a double o- overtime emotional physical game. We will see that emotional toll take its effect with about seven or eight minutes left in the game. Yes, it's not the first half. They'll be fine. It's the second half. Watch that. If, especially if, if BYU starts to put on some pressure then then those tired legs pressure by scoring yes. and defending well okay. not full core pressure no yeah. no although mark pope as a as a kentucky wildcat was like the 10th guy and he would come in and full court press and you know i'm surprised we haven't seen his kentucky press at any point now what st mary's can do <laughs> is get behind early trail the majority of the game because then those tired legs start to feel even more tired if if so they i almost feel like they need to be up to have a chance to hold on and win the game at the end. It's oh, going to yeah. hold on yeah, against the, BYU. But the climb out of the hole would be too much given how much. So they, tough. Yeah. Given so tough. What they put. I'm, I'm telling you, it wasn't just that it went 50 minutes. It's that they needed that game to get in. So they were all in. You, you know, going into this tournament, they're like, listen, don't even worry about BYU in the next round. Don't even worry about Gonzaga in the next round. Guess what? If we beat Pepperdine, we're going to be a great spot on Selection Sunday. And now they are. 
Now they're now they're going to be in. They're a lock. Yeah. It, which is it, great for the league because West guess Coast what? Conference will have three teams in. Yes, which is awesome. This is only the second time that will have happened in the nine years of BYU being in the league. And guess who Guess who benefits from this? Everybody. The team that gets in gets more money than the other teams, but BYU's getting money from the bids that Gonzaga and St. Mary's have as well, and vice versa. So it's good for everybody. Our question of the day, what is your expected outcome for tonight's St. Mary's BYU basketball game in the West Coast Conference semifinals? Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Stone on Twitter. It'll be close, but I think BYU will win this game. St. Mary's just finished a tough game, so they will be on full alert. The Cougars will take a little bit of time to shake off some rust, but the threes will come alive in the second half to get the win. Hashtag BYUSN. All year, you don't get to watch BYU practice. Then you get at least a little taste during the show right now. So this is one of our best shows all year because you get a little taste of what it's like down there. We're not going to show you everything. But we'll uh, poke our heads in occasionally, right? Coming up, Colby Pearson does work in the XFL. And the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, joins us to preview BYU St. Mary's Part 3, Rust versus Rest. What kind of factor will it play tonight? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU faces St. Mary's tonight in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Listen to the game with Greg Rebell on the call, BYU Radio. BYU Radio app coverage begins at 10.30 Eastern time with Jason Shepard back in Provo. We are live in Las Vegas from the Orleans Arena. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We are pleased to bring on set with us the one and only voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, as he is here for semifinal Monday. Greg uh, we're always asking players about their pregame routines and their pregame meals and stuff like that. What's your pre-broadcast meal or superstition? Uh, no meal. I don't like to eat before a game. Yeah. Did you have an incident? Because Blaine Fowler had an incident. No, no. I, I just, <laughs> I, I just like to feel light on my feet uh, when uh, when the game begins. No so beverage. No, no nothing. Any water? Uh, I'll, I'll keep a water under the uh, okay uh, under the table. Yeah. Intermittent. Yeah. Fasting. I try. I try to avoid the carbonation. Uh, so I avoid meals and carbonation and keep a water. You're low maintenance. That's awesome. Dave's, yeah. a, Dave's a carbonation guy, Dave McCann, during yeah, I, little sips. I think yeah. carbonation can do bad things to you during a broadcast when you least expect it. You're also a marathon, <laughs> you're also a marathon runner. Nah, so this, half marathon this, this, runner. This all makes My sense. marathon days are long behind me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you run marathons? I've run three. Three? Yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, not back-to-back-to-back or anything, but, uh, yeah, three over my lifetime. Wow, that's impressive. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, Yeah. good. See you later. (laughs) This this is exciting, right? Uh, We've we've been talking about for several weeks kind of getting to this point of the tourney, hoping that BYU would be a top two two seed. Here they are, nine days off. So there's always the conversation, and it's great for a show like this, uh, rust versus rest. What do you expect in terms of the St. Mary's winning double OT team versus BYU that's been off for nine days? Well, I think it's specific to BYU in that they really needed uh, some rest. There were, there were a lot of guys by the end of the year that, that could have used some time off. Um, and and it, not, not that it really 
helps Dalton Nixon any. The time is the time. They just didn't have to play games without him. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the fact that BYU's into the NCAA tournament uh, means that BYU can ideally and hopefully get Dalton back on the floor. They played for him to play again, and I think that they're going to get that. And so I think for BYU, rest is important. Um, I, I think for St. Mary's, um, there's going to have to be some fatigue, right? I mean, the, the, granted, they always say these are young men. They're used to playing. True enough. Uh, the last time that uh, Jordan Ford had this kind of game, he played 58 minutes in the four-overtime loss to Pacific, came back, and the next game was against BYU. He played really well. That was five days between games. This is a quicker turnaround. Now, that said, this is more like a conference schedule. You play Thursday, play Saturday. In this case, you play Saturday, you play Monday. So the turnaround is not that big a deal, but he plays it. No one's played more minutes in the country than Jordan Ford. And clearly he's built for it, uh, but they put a lot on his shoulders. And I, I, I would think that BYU is going to want to make Jordan Ford work as hu- humanly hard as possible to get whatever he's going to get tonight and see if maybe those legs uh, don't wear down a little late in the game. But again, he's played so many minutes this year. Does it really bug him having, ha- having had to go 50 on Saturday? We'll find out. Yeah, I wonder about the other guys. Jordan's kind of this proven commodity there. Um, and if he's not good, they don't have much of a chance, right? He's, he's a big part of the offense, but it's the other guys. Yeah, and, and, and Fitz didn't have a great game uh, against, uh, against Pepperdine on Saturday night. And, I, and so you wonder, you know, <laughs> is there a regression that comes to play and he has a great night tonight? He was having a pretty good night in Provo until BYU changed some things and Connor Harding was kind of given the assignment and, and took uh, Malik off and then Malik fouls out, as, as I recall. Uh, BYU's deeper. Uh, a little more prolific, a little more varied in their offense. And St. Mary's is much more reliant on on two guys, Jordan Ford and Malik Fitz. BYU's got more guys to go to. I think in this case, BYU's favored for a lot of good reasons. And uh, that's that's one of the main ones, is that, is that they can go more places than just one or maybe two guys. But what you see from St. Mary's right now is a high-usage Jordan Ford. I mean, he is everything for this team right now. And it, that, that that's what makes St. Mary's look not... Uh, similar to previous Gales teams. You didn't have to worry always about, well, Delhi was certainly the guy, and, and Waldo was... They've had guys, but maybe not to the to, to the single extent that Jordan Ford's being leaned on right now. Greg Rubel with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is semifinal Monday in Las Vegas. Jeremy and I just went through a laundry list of things that are, quote-unquote, on the line for BYU and St. Mary's tonight. What's at the top of that list when I ask you that question? What's on the line tonight? The, uh, what's on the line is a line, moving a seed line. I think with every win, you're going to move up a line or two this week in Las Vegas. And, and so just generally speaking, uh, if you don't do anything, uh, you're, you're probably in, in, in the six to eight range. Uh, I think if you win a game, you're, you're in the five to six range. And if you, you win a couple games, you're in the three to four range, possibly, if, 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 if things you know, break as, as I expect they might. So I think there's a lot of room for movement uh, this week. For Gonzaga, there's really not a lot of room. I, I think even if, if, now, if they were to lose to USF on semifinal Monday, could that drop them from a one to a two? Possibly. If they get to the title game, win or lose, I think that's going to be a one for Gonzaga. So that's, that's what's online for them. For St. Mary's, similar deal. I, th- I think they could find themselves moving a line uh, with each win if they were to get two wins here in Las Vegas. And for BYU, they could even move more, I think, because I think people are holding that three out there as a possibility if they win the whole thing. A three feels amazing, right? And you mentioned eight. Do you really feel BYU could drop to as far well, as... Well, I, I mean, I, I, I'm saying six to eight, right? And, and so that, that gives you if, you... if you believe there are six or seven, could you see a Sunday play drop to an eight? possibly if they do nothing if they don't win a game right and, and again we've, we've seen enough uh, selection sundays come and go to know that sometimes they end up with a seed lower than you might think yeah let's hope that's not an eight because because right now be terrible. right now they're looking at a five but i think that's if the season ended now 
right? Yeah. And, and, and so I, I think the more games you play, there, there, there's more chance for movement. Wildly, we are 13 days away, right? or sorry, six days away, a full week, right, from Selection Sunday. A lot can happen with the other tournaments. And we've talked about the rootables, like root for Houston to be great. And, and uh, you root for Gonzaga to win tonight to make sure that that's as good as it can be until maybe BYU plays. Uh, but here we are. We're, there's a little bit of practice behind us. We we've, we've are privileged to be able to go to practice sometimes. Will you describe what a BYU practice is like this season with Mark Pope? Um, energized um, and, uh, and uh, kind of vivacious, if you will. Uh, and and uh, he is someone that, um, you know, puts it all out there, uh, game or practice. Um, I, I just love his style. I, I think it's fantastic. He's, uh, he's someone that, that is, is as transparent, I think, as it gets in the game in terms of who he really is um, to the media, to the public, to the fans, to the players. He's the same guy. I love it. And in the last few minutes of practice, they do this unique thing with free throws. And we were actually asked by Bobby Hordusky, the director of ops, what time we're off because of this. We yeah. describe that. This thing is uh, when, when it's free throws at the end of a practice, up to a five-minute period, complete silence. No noise in the gym. And they're, and they're serious. Oh, very serious Like about anyone right. on the sidelines is like, hey. No talking, no whispering, talk. no mumbling. Nothing. If there's equipment stuff, no, no, no work being done, uh, you know, cables being strung, boxes being dropped, none of that stuff. Complete silence for free throws. And it's intense. Yeah, it's, 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 it, yeah, I, I like it. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Is this yeah. to add pressure to it? I mean, what's the reasoning behind this? I, I think it's all about uh, focus and owning every shot and being totally in the moment. And he wants a completely silent gym for that portion of practice. To the point that Bobby Hordusky came and asked us when we'd be done so they wouldn't hear somebody a thousand yeah, feet I, away I, talking. Right. I was down on the floor a few moments ago setting up my position for tonight. And I could hear you guys even we, even just talking when, when the arena is that quiet. We could hear you guys from down on the floor. It cares. It's a huge building. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> well, I got riled up, too. So it's kind of yelling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Greg Rubel with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars, as you mentioned, are a five seed in most metrics, bracketology, uh, Jerry Palm CBS, The Athletic. And for the record, I'd, I'd be stunned if BYU's an eight right now. I, I just think that that's a worst-case scenario. If they were to lose tonight, maybe not look good doing. I'm, I'm trying to think about like, what's the worst that could happen. They'd still be a favorite that's seed. my job. What are you, why, are you, why are you taking my job? <laughs> They'd still be a favorite seed in the NCAA tournament, sure. right, which they haven't been in a long, long time since Jimmer. Which is so, exciting. But, but I, I believe they're better than that. I think the yeah. metrics all say they're better than that. And so that's, that's kind of me like, wow, man, they're maybe a six or a seven, but we had a weird Sunday thing. How oh, we got to stick them. Yeah, that's like you know, doomsday stuff. As high as the three, as low as an eight. Yeah. yeah. Now they're ninth in the net, and Jeremy and I were talking about this morning, how does BYU get ahead of a team like Florida State, who is a higher seed, ranked higher, and have a combined 14 quad one and quad two wins? Yeah. How does that happen within the net rankings where BYU is ranked one spot higher than Florida State? Yeah. And also, you look at, let's t- take a look at four main schedule strength metrics three of them have BYU in the 70s and the net has BYU at 30 okay so so the net's clearly looking at some different things than others are right now and that's proprietary to the NCAA and whatever their secret sauce is it's uh it it, it favors BYU right now everything looks good to what the Cougars are doing now you bring up the ACC the ACC at the top has as many teams as the WCC at the top they've got a big three and that WC is a, at WCC is a big three. I think both those leagues have three teams in the net top 30 right now, but you've got to go outside the 30 to find the next best ACC team. So ACC is a little more top heavy than it has been. And the WC is as top heavy as it has been. Yeah. North Carolina struggling has kind of helped that right of 
Wow. And the, and the league has six 21 teams for the first time. They're going to get three in. This has been a banner year, and, and it's been fun. And the last time we were in this gym, it was a crappy night. You know what I mean? Losing to San Diego. We walked out here. Here we are. It's just so different. It's amazing what can happen in one year. Right? It's, it's quite incredible. And, and a lot of these same guys are back, but the ones who weren't part of this make all the difference on this year's team. Uh, Mark Pope wasn't here. Uh, Alex Barcella wasn't here. Jake Toulson wasn't here. Um, those are three really important pieces to this puzzle. As enough guys who were return remember it, um, this is a different team in every possible way uh, from last year. And I think we should pocket that idea with all the sports. Listen, it can change quickly. Like, thing, if you get the right situation, the right person leading the group, the right group of players, the right culture. You can do something great from something terrible. You didn't even make the NIT, and here we are talking about a, a three-seed, maybe. So, well, you talk about the difference of year-to-year. Year. How about month-to-month? Month? Let's not forget, okay, what we, we just saw, BYU's, what, 14th in the AP poll today, okay? That happened in a month, okay? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> when, when BYU lost at San Francisco, okay, two days later, the poll came out, zero vote points. Okay, they were starting from scratch again. Mm-hmm. That was a tough. That was a tough loss. They were fifteen and seven at that point. They had just lost another away game, another game losing a large lead. There were some things. There were some dents in the portfolio, and they had zero vote points that following Monday. What's happened since? No losses, nine straight wins, no votes to top fifteen, bubble to maybe a three seed. It happens quick, <laughs> and that, that show you play your good. You play good basketball in February. Great things can happen to a program. January twenty fifth. That was the loss to San Francisco. The date that we'll live in infamy. Yes, yeah. it, was, it was the loss <laughs> yes. at USF. And then and they've not lost a game row, since. Baby. Yeah, awesome. and so it's really, it's really pretty cool. USF, by the way, uh, you know, tall task. Uh, Gonzaga hasn't missed a conference tournament title game in 23 years. That's incredible. Okay. Wow. So the format helps. But but somebody and somebody asked me today, you know, if USF were to do the unthinkable, win this thing, is the WCC a four bid league? Well, yeah. Yes. Because if you've got three locks and someone else wins it, there's your four. But the league does it, but the committee doesn't look at it like, oh, we can't give the WCC four. They just look at resumes. It's individual teams. Right. It and so if USF earns it, yeah. well, the other three have already earned it. Yeah, it's a four-bid league, which would be crazy, right? But it would be the first time ever. And uh, it, 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 Gonzaga doesn't lose. <laughs> um, no, they don't. This is their tournament. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, kudos, kudos. I mean, really, 22 consecutive semifinal wins That's in this tournament. Even if you're getting double or triple buys, they still perform every time they're asked to. I wish they had to play at UNLV a while back. <laughs> <laughs> that, would have, that would have been the equalizer. Greg, great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, as always, guys. Thanks, Greg. Yep. Okay, coming up, men's hoops assistant coach Nick Robinson on how to match up with Jordan Ford tonight. We are six days from Selection Sunday. Where do the Cougars sit in the latest bracketology? The resume update hits next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Sports Nation On Demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. That is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We are live on semifinal Monday from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. BYU and St. Mary's tonight. It's been nine days. It feels like forever since BYU's played a basketball game. It's been a long time. We have, we have to talk about him every day. So we need a game. This is good. Yes. And you know what? Let's keep it rolling with the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. 
Tonight, the Cougars play St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Tournament Semifinals. Coverage begins on BYU Radio at 10.30 Eastern Time. They are down below us doing their shoot-around on the court as we speak. Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson, both on the athletic All-American teams. Childs is on the first team, Toulson on the second team. Now, this is for this is for mid-majors, the mid-major All-American team. Congratulations to those And T.J. Haas, uh, this morning during the show, named an academic All-American third-teamer. So congratulations to the future Dr. Haas. Football. Spring football day five is this afternoon. Also, Devin Kafusi has entered the transfer portal. Women's basketball. Three-seed BYU upset by six-seed Pepperdine, 62-51 in Saturday's tournament quarterfinals. Paisley Johnson led the Cougars with 15 points, five rebounds, and a couple of assists. Sarah Hampson had added 11 points, five rebounds, and four blocks. The Cougars now wait for a potential NIT bid. Going to be rough. Football. Colby Pearson had five catches for 95 yards and an 80-yard touchdown in a New York Guardians 30-12 win over the Dallas Renegades of Funk on Saturday. Baseball. BYU closed out its series with Oklahoma State, falling 8-3 on Saturday. They were swept by the Cowboys. Austin Deming did go 2-4 with a double and an RBI. Abraham Valdez added a couple of base hits, a double, a run scored, and a walk. Softball. The final game of the Bulldog Classic in Fresno, BYU softball lost to East Carolina, summoning football nightmares of 2017. 10-4. Riley Jensen, McFarland, USA, had two hits, two runs, and a walk. Tennis. Jack Barnett's singles win sealed the 4-0 sweep for BYU men's tennis over in-state rival Utah on Saturday. Nice. We'll take any win over Utah we can get. And the women's team beat Houston like the men's basketball team, 4-1. Cougars are 7-3 on the season. Jimmer. Fredette had 12 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists in a Panathinaikos 110-65 blowout win over Ionikos Nikaias. Is that a guy? I don't know. Is that a team? Elijah Bryant had 12 points, 3 assists, and 4 rebounds in a Maccabi Tel Aviv 87, uh, 98-87 loss to Hapoel JM. Volleyball. Off the block names Will Stanley and Gabi Garcia, the national setter, and opposite of the week, after splitting some wild matches at Hawaii. And I expect, and I think we do, uh, BYU to be the number one team in the coaches' poll as well. They They should be. They've been the number one in the media. I voted them as such this morning again. They should be after a sweep and losing in five in extras by two. Yes, BYU won five sets overall. Closest, tightest way to lose. BYU won five sets overall. Hawaii won three sets. Yeah, and it took 19, what was it, 18, 16, 17? It took BYU blowing it, yeah. No, credit to uh, Hawaii. I'm not in the credit business. That's Discover and American Express. But, yeah, I, I, I think BYU should be number one in both polls today. Credit where credit is due, Jerem. Yes. To steal from a book of cliches in sports. Yeah, give it 110%. Let's, let's give more credit where credit is due on the BYU basketball resume update. The Cougars are number nine in the net rankings. They've been holding steady at that position, it feels like, for the entire nine-day layoff that they've had. I think so. Yeah, it's been crazy. Ken Palm, they are down two spots. Oh, my God. To number 12. There was a lot of movement over the weekend that knocked the Cougars out of the top ten. Yeah, just don't look at your 401k right now. That, uh, that kind of totally different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't bring that negative energy in here. Hey, uh, BYU uh, 16 and Sagarin. Uh, 15 <laughs> BPI down one. 
Strength of record down two, KPI up three. Hey, hey, they went up in KPI. Yay! It takes a market crash for BYU to move up in the KPI basketball <laughs> standings. That is Not strictly mathematical, it. by the way. The KPI is a strictly mathematical formula. There is no voting, no human error. It's all math. Well, uh, yes, these are metrics. They're all math. Come on, man. None of this is a poll. Yeah. Well, BYU is a current five seed in Joe Lenardi's bracketology, part of the Midwest region. And if the tournament began today, according to, according to Joe Lenardi, the Cougars would be playing Yale in Spokane. The, it's the battle for the block Y, right? Like, winner gets to keep the block Y. So is he not updated today? He did that yesterday? Yeah, he has not updated this morning. So, yeah, that's as of yesterday, probably after the game. So that makes sense. He doesn't need to do this morning. Um, okay, bracket matrix, 95 of 95. Duh. Average seed, 5.25. Love it. High of three, low of seven. Now, I do, I do disagree a little bit with Greg on the could get as low as an eight. I do not no believe way. an eight's in I play. Just, no I, way. I think you and I agree that the low is a seven right now. Yes. The low is a seven. And it would, take, it would out take tonight. a terrible performance tonight. Yes. For and, that to happen. And other things happen. I think BYU's a five that's probably going to land as a six. No worse than seven. I think three is a stretch. I think four is probably if the highest. If BYU wins tonight and beats St. Mary's for a second time and have another quadrant one victory. Which, by the way, they need because St. Mary's, the home game, slid to a quad two because St. Mary's is 31 now, not top 30. At worst, if BYU wins tonight, they will be a five seed. It's not going to get worse than a five seed. Like, if they beat St. Mary's, they will be a five seed or better. Tank it to the I, bank. Like, I book agree. it. I agree. It's not going to happen. Take it to the 401k. Yeah. <laughs> to the stock yeah, Maybe don't do that. I went to the Las Vegas sock exchange. Oh, did got you get anything some, good? Yeah. Get yeah. some nice stuff? I got something for winning. All right. Yeah. Nice. Okay, for the Rootables, uh, Jerem, um, it's, it's time for San Francisco and Gonzaga before BYU and St. Mary's tip off. The Zags probably need to win that game, right? Unless you want the conference to have potentially four teams in. I don't. But there's really I don't the, care about that. Yeah, okay. three three teams. Gonzaga great. win this be the number the one Gonzaga seed in the West. Gonzaga Invitational presented by the West Coast Conference and University Credit Union. You know, what I'm saying? there are only two games tonight, and they're both in the West Coast Conference tournament. Oh, and all of Hoopdom? I believe so. In oh, men's really? in men's basketball, oh really? In college men's basketball. I don't know that there. Is, hang on a second. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was just top twenty-five. Oh no, there. Oh they're, wait, scroll up all the way. Scroll up all the way. We got Delaware, Delaware and Hofstra. Hofstra. We got Wofford and East Tennessee State's the Buccaneers. <laughs> we also got UNC and Wright State. We got a ton of games. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got go. Yeah. Okay. Coming up, Shaq wasn't the first one to shave in a high hairline. Ask Mitch Matthews. <laughs> Al, the Cougars maximize nine days off. We'll ask assistant coach Nick Robinson next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. West Coast Conference Tournament continues today on BYU TV. Two women's semifinals. Portland faces 12th-ranked Gonzaga in Game 1 of the semifinals. And then after that, Pepperdine, San Diego, both playing for a chance to get the conference championship tomorrow. Earlier this morning, we had the opportunity to speak with BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson right before the Cougars took the floor for their shoot-around and practice today. Here is that conversation. 
Nick, first of all, how was your courtside view on Saturday night of St. Mary's and Pepperdine in that wild double overtime? Jordan Ford goes for 42. Colby Ross goes for 43 performance. Yeah, sitting there on the third row, uh, scouting that game was really, really impressive. Uh, both teams came out and fought uh, kind of a back-and-forth game, and they hit some big shots, and there were a couple of shots that were missed that were pretty big. Um, but uh, Jordan Ford and Colby Ross putting on an 85-point performance combined uh, was absolutely incredible. Yeah, that was just the second time in league history two guys have scored 40-plus. That was wild. St. Mary's certainly uh, a team that, uh, won, you know, that was a loss in Moraga without Yoli Childs. It was a dramatic win in Provo with Yoli Childs. So what do you expect tonight, two days after uh, 50 minutes of ball from St. Mary's? Yeah, I mean, it, the two games that we've played have been decided by five points. And so we expect another, you know, physical battle, another uh, exceptional game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge, uh, you know, really guarding Jordan Ford, uh, how do we guard Malik Fitz, who played extremely well against us in the second game, uh, and then being able to manage everybody else. Uh, I mean, St. Mary's does a great job of taking care of the basketball. They do a great job of making shots. Uh, and even though they played uh, a lot of minutes on Saturday night, they've had a full day of rest. And uh, we played the late game tonight, so we're excited for, uh, for another battle. You got to wonder about the 50 minutes on Jordan Ford's legs. Yet he's top five in the country in minutes played. It's not like this was something new. The dude can run all day. It seems like. Yeah, it really does seem like that. He can he can go uh, you know all day, and he does a great job you know at the defensive end, making you know his teammates better for the most part. But the biggest issue is him scoring the basketball, him being able to be in the paint, uh, getting any separation at the three point line. And so we've got our hands full. Uh, but I really think uh, you know Alex and Connor, uh, as well as our you know kind of team uh, effort against him uh, we're up for the challenge what's the key to slowing his production scoring the basketball you know missing shots that would be very helpful if we just <laughs> miss all the time Cross your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, no but seriously you know we want to uh, do what we can to frustrate him uh, to get him out of his rhythm uh, to force him to things that he doesn't want to do and so uh, you know if we're able to do that you know 75 80 percent of the time uh, we feel like that uh, helps us uh, you know, to limit some of, uh, you know, his really good possessions and, you know, some of his percentages. How are they different from the meeting in Provo to this point? You know, from, from this point, uh, you know, at this point, you know, everybody kind of has a new season, right? And so, you know, one of the things that we noticed, uh, you know, on Saturday night, you know, across the board, you know, they were really, really excited about the opportunity to be here in Vegas uh, to play that game. And, uh, you know, they're going to bring that same enthusiasm and energy tonight. Uh, you know, statistically, you know, there's not a lot of difference, you know, from the time that we saw them in Provo. They're still, still scoring almost 80 points a game. They still take care of the ball at a very high rate uh, they're still guarding uh, you know well and um, you know they've had a couple of close games that they've been able to come out on top on so um, you know it's going to be a good battle and I guess Tanner Krebs didn't play in the game uh, in Provo, and he did play in the game Moraga, so perhaps he makes a difference, a guy that can shoot the three on the wing. Yeah, they have shown uh, over the past few games uh, in comparison to our game that they've you know, had a, a few different lineups. Um, you know, there are some guys that they've you know, had on TJ that may, you know, maybe you know, haven't played uh, you know, quite as much. They've had a couple of injuries. Uh, so we'll see what lineups uh, you know, uh, Coach Bennett has for us tonight. What are you looking for? Because you already know these teams so well. 
when you scout those games at a conference tournament? What, what, why all three coaches on the court side, and, and what are you trying to pinpoint? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of the preparation has gone into uh, scouting them prior to that game on Saturday. Um, you know, Coach Figure, you know, has done a great job in preparation, you know, for that game. You know, but Coach Burgess, uh, you know, was there. You know, he had uh, scouted Pepperdine, right? And so all three of us are there, you know, just trying to see, okay, what matchups, you know, are they adjusting? You know, are there any new plays? Um, you know, what defensive adjustments have they made uh, that might be similar to things that we'll, you know, look to run? And so it's all the little nuances. And, um, you know, as you can tell, we're also taking a look at their bench, you know, to see what type of, uh, you know, uh, energy that they're bringing uh, to the floor. And so, um, you know, a lot of the nuances of the game uh, that we talked about uh, extensively Saturday night, uh, a little bit uh, yesterday, uh, we'll talk about it even more today. And uh, we continue to move forward and get ready for the game. How do you plan to defend a turnaround 35-foot three-pointer with the shot clock winding down from Jordan? Yeah, how are you going to do that? You know, I, what I really thought should have happened was Coach Bennett, right, should have called a timeout, right, when he was about to take the shot. <laughs> or maybe even just block it. He was standing so close. Um, you know, I mean, it's March. You know, we're in Vegas. It's March. It's a wonderful time of year for college basketball. And, uh, you know, guys are going to make difficult shots. Um, you know, and you have to really do the best that you can to, uh, uh, you know, contest it, you know, not allow it to happen. And, and uh, you know, again, you know, sometimes you just want them to miss. <laughs> Give us a sense of what the last nine days have been like as you guys, as a staff, have tried to keep these guys fresh and excited and motivated, yet uh, it's nine days is a long time to not play a game. Yeah, nine days really is a long time, uh, but we feel like it's been helpful, you know, for some of our guys to be able to get, you know, some of the aches and bruises uh, out of the way, uh, you know, but it's been a, a challenge uh, for guys to, uh, you know, day in and day out, uh, come in and be prepared uh, to practice at a really high level, uh, but I think uh, you know, Coach Pope and, uh, you know, the staff, I, I feel like, you know, overall we've done a pretty good job of trying to uh, mentally prepare the guys each and every single day, um, you know, as if we're playing the next day. And that's been one of the magic, you know, magical things of Coach Pope the entire year, right? You know, every single game is extremely important. Every single practice is extremely important. You know, and his mantra of us getting better every single day uh, has really rung true even through this past week. We learned from Chris Burgess that uh, when you guys go out to eat, sometimes a few of you go to the dessert first and only the dessert. It's not about the meals. Uh, Coach Pope is a pie guy. He's slamming a pie court. So are you a dessert guy or are you like a big big meal guy? You know, I, I would, uh, you know, be okay with eating dessert, you know, for the appetizer and maybe for the entree and even for dessert. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I've got a sweet tooth, which, uh, you know, can be a good thing, can be a bad thing, uh, but really, really enjoy my desserts. TJ Haas was named an academic All-American third team today. You went to Stanford. You're smart. Uh, what, <laughs> what does that mean uh, for this team and for TJ to have an academic All-American like that? That's incredible. Um, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, it's been what, maybe a couple of years since, you know, there's been another academic All-American. And before that, it, you know, it's been a, a while. But, you know, TJ, uh, I think as a finance major, uh, you know, that's incredible. Uh, you know, to be able to do that, uh, as well as be one of the, you know, top point guards in the country uh, is absolutely amazing. So would that's off to TJ. Would you trust him with your money? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Stanford. He yeah, trusts like, himself. I uh, went to Stanford. The Cardinal will be in town for the uh, men's basketball tournament across the street, right? Yeah, T-Mobile Arena. I think yeah. they get started yeah. uh, Tuesday, so yeah. Wednesday. 
Would you? Where'd you play your conference tournaments? Were they home sites? Uh, no, we were at the Staples Center. You were at Staples. Yeah, yeah. Vegas would have been fun too, right? Yeah, it could have been. Staples a lot of fun. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Nick Robinson with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball assistant coach. How would you explain the atmosphere and the mentality of the staff and the team right now in in this moment, the morning of? the big game you know i think our mentality has been like it's been you know pretty much every single game day this year uh now obviously there's a little bit of extra motivation because uh you know we're on a neutral site uh we're in the west coast conference tournaments and um you know but we're excited about getting to shoot around uh the opportunity to be able to get better in shoot around uh you know brush up on a few things um you know from saturday and uh, then we'll take you know the rest of the day and uh, move forward and you know be excited about the opportunity to be able to come out and compete at a really high level. Uh, we feel like we've got to get off to a great start. Uh, we've got to have a great middle of the game. We've got to get, a, get off to a great start in the second half, and we've got to finish the game. St. Mary's is a very, very good basketball team, and so we've got to come out and be ready to play. So in summary, Jordan Ford misses a lot of shots, and you play a complete, perfect game. And you eat dessert. Let's do that's it. A, that's the game plan today? That's the only reason I came to Vegas. There's <laughs> good dessert here. Absolutely. Nick, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much, man. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for tonight. Let's go. Take okay. it, give it to all the guys. Good luck, and luckily we'll it's early in the afternoon. Oh, wait. It's at 8.30 tonight. It's a late one, right? Let's go. Thanks, guys. You got it. This segment Welcome of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. It is time now for our and one picks of the WCC semifinals presented by Bodyguards. On BYU Sports Nation. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Jeremy, you're up 45-40. I'll go first. My two-pointer. BYU's big three, meaning Yoli Childs, TJ House, and Jake Tulson, will combine for 52 points or more. They average 51.7 combined. I think oh, they go for snap. 52 or more tonight. Okay. It was. BYU will not shoot 42% or better from the three-point line. How dare you? My first one. BYU covers. That'll be four and a half plus, so five plus. Okay. Jordan Ford won't play the whole game. He leads the country in minutes played. He's going to come out at some point in this game. You think he's going to come out? Yeah, I think he's going to come out. Well, he probably needs because to have to BYU's play 50 win. minutes. BYU's going to win, and they're going to sub him out to give him a minute. Question of the day. What's your expected outcome for tonight's St. Mary's BYU game? The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at checks underscore overscore underscore stripes 59 on Instagram. I'm expecting a big fat W, baby. I'm not a gambling <laughs> man, but I would get some serious money that the boys will dominate. A big fat W, Go baby. Go Cougs. Uh, today's Rise and Shoutouts. Uh, Mitch Matthews sent out a tweet that said this. I don't know why people think Shaq's recent haircut was that crazy. Jay Swag Daddy, Jamal Williams, and I have been giving cuts like that since 2015. Devon Blackman's hairline. Did they just, did they do it there? <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, my Rise and Shoutout goes to Colby Pearson, 80-yard touchdown catch for the New York Guardians in the XFL. He continues to shine. It's awesome. That's awesome, man. All right, our thanks to today's guests, Greg Rubel and Nick Robinson. Our thanks to those guests. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time, bro. Conversation continues on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Trent Whiting. We'll see you for West Coast Conference semifinal women's basketball in a couple of hours. Go Cougs.